Now go. Now go. Can I go now? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Second episode. Episode number Woo-hoo! two. Also, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you to all 31 of the people who listened to our first episode. <laughs> you are truly my favorite people. And yes. I know that two of those are just me and John and probably yes. like John's mom. Yeah. But I love you, John's mom. Some of my cousins, <laughs> friends. And thank Jesse you very Ferguson, much. who likes all of our posts. Yes. I don't know you. Shout out, Jesse. <laughs> so. Today is uh, gonna be. We're gonna well, just to start off, lasers. Lasers. Yes. I have one of those. Yes, you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been slow with the laser, um, okay. mostly because it takes a lot of self motivation on my part to actually do projects. Well, I'm and guessing design it's, things. A, it's a process because you have to like build the design on the computer that you want to build, kind of like a CNC machine. Kind of. And, and then you have to get the material and you put it in. And then, yeah, and you, you better have easy. a couple extra because inevitably something will go wrong on the yeah. first one. You're like, yeah, I don't like that. You're going to go back in. You're going to tweak your designs. Yeah. I think that, I think I'm going to make a goal of doing a project a week just to try to build a body of work for this laser in particular. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking this week I might develop like a, like a tasting tray for flights nice. that has the, the keywords for yeah. tasting on it. Hops. Yeah. Hops. <laughs> Malt. Hops taste bitter. <laughs> Maybe IBUs and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, maybe like a little walkthrough on the backside. That'd be cool. Although they'd have to take the beer off to read it, so maybe that's not ideal. You can do all sorts of stuff with lasers. It's true. Cut out wood or engrave wood. Yeah, I have a friend this week. He was like, I can't cut this by hand. I'm going to mail it to you. Cut it with your laser. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess. Perfect. That's awesome. And uh, what's going on in the world of babies? Well. She seems pretty happy. Right now, she's sitting in her high chair. Uh-oh. Being loud and obnoxious. Oh, it's because she lost her milk. Where'd it go? I was pretty amused to see she could put her own binky in this week. Yes, she's getting big. But the main thing that's changed is uh, her poop. Her poop. Actually, it has, yes. It's uh, very liquidy and seems to be very is, sticky. It's very is this weird. healthy? <laughs> I'm assuming it's normal. We started introducing food to her this week. Oh, she's eating real food now. Yeah, she, she likes bananas, bananas and avocado. Hates pumpkin. Pumpkin was gross. Mm. We have a picture and a video of her just shuddering. Like, you know when you take a shot of tequila? <laughs> yeah. You're, and you just, She yeah. took a shot of pumpkin and it, it wasn't for her. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it with babies. Well then, it's time to go on to the body of the show. Yes. The beer. My glass is empty. Your glass is empty. Yes. Uh, today is being brought to you by... Valhall Brewing out of Paulsbo, Washington. They have lovingly supplied us with some tasters in tiny mason jars. Yes, in little mason jars.
Ruby's excited. But remember, beer is not for babies. Beer is not for babies. And uh, so what they provided us today was uh, their, their Brew Bitch, which is an IPA, their Mother-in-Law, which is a double IPA, Valkyrie Red, which is kind of like a hoppier, flav more flavorful red, British Black, which is a porter-style beer on nitro. Uh, Golden Warrior, which is kind of like an in-between of, uh, it's more of a lager beer. And then we have our Dry Hopped Warrior. So if you don't like Brew Bitch IPA and Golden Warrior is not tasty enough, then you can drink the Dry Hopped Warrior and... It'll be good and tasty. And so some of these come in bottles. So which one can you get in the store if you walk in and go looking for it? So if you go looking for Valhall Brewing, the only beers that are on... Pause. Okay. Ruby has seemed to calm down at the moment, but we'll see if that lasts. But uh, back to the beer. You can find Valhall at stores all around Kitsap County and I think Olympia and Tacoma as well. Um, but the beers are Brewbitch and Mother-in-Law. Those are the main two that we always have bottled ready to go. And then you also have um, our Espresso Stout, which we might still be able to find in stores. That was a seasonal that we did over the winter time. And then right now, Golden Warriors actually in a bottle, but only available at the tap room. And when you talk about this, you use the word we a lot. Would you like to declare your uh, associations for our listeners? Yeah, so I work for Valhall. Um, I don't do any of the brewing or anything like that, but I do. Uh, I work on the back end with the owners and uh, help run the business as best as we can. So that's my disclosure with me and Valhall, hence why. They are our uh, beer provider today. Inaugural beer provider. Inaugural beer provider. And uh, they're actually going to be a permanent sponsor of the podcast. Nice. As well, so that'll be nice. So it doesn't mean we're going to be drinking Ball Hall every single time because, you know, that's going to Well, get... and honestly, I would get bored with that. Yeah, exactly, for sure. So on to the beer. So I think we're going to start with Brew Bitch. And let's go ahead and open it. All right, so. So I don't know how much, how much tasting you've done in your life, John. Okay. Do you do any structure? Because I think first we're supposed to talk about how it pours and the color in the head. Well, considering that we just used mason jars. I know. It's not going to be much of a head on anything. <laughs> and but. they're from your closet. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Not. They're adorable. They're your little four ounce mason like jam jars. Yes. And they are the perfect size. For tasters. For little tasters. Yeah, no, I get it. But so Brewbitch pours like a very nice golden color. Mm-hmm. Very light. And once again, we know nothing about beer. We just enjoy drinking it. So... I mean, I drank a lot of it. Does that's, that count? That's true. I have had my fair share. So. It smells a little hop forward. Mm-hmm. It's tasty. But it's a good solid IPA. Nothing too fancy about it's, it. It's not a punch-you-in-the-face IPA. 
I feel like we should have a scale of what level an IPA just punches you in the face with hops. This is a, what, one out of ten or one out of five? I think it would be like a five-point scale, and I would put it at maybe a two. I'll punch you in the face at two? Hop you in the face? Hop you we'll, in the face. We'll have to work on that. Write that down. Hop you <laughs> in the face. All right, next up. We Hold have on, I didn't finish mine yet. Mother-in-law, which is a double IPA, and... So this should be higher on the punch you in the face scale. You would think, but I don't think that's going to be the case, actually. It pours a little bit darker than the brew bitch, a little more caramely in color. There. Um, I do know... Oh, look, it even poured with a tiny little head on it. Mm Mm-hmm. A little nice. Maybe I'm just a better pourer than you. Maybe. Well, you probably (laughs) poured it hard. (laughs) Dropped it. From too high. Mm-hmm. So I do know that... But I actually don't smell the hop as much in the front of this. Yeah, it's 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 much more mellow double IPA. It's, it's a dangerous double because you don't know that you're drinking an 8.5% beer. So I think it's 8.5%. Is it 8.5%? Let me check. Ooh, that's, that's a little more caramely in the mouth, too. Yep, yeah, 8. 8.6%. And, uh, you, That's know, I nice. sh- you know, I think next time we have a tasting, we should probably have a list of all of the statistics. I've got you covered, John. I took a picture today while I was in the brewery oh. getting the beer. Well, then we should probably backtrack a minute and talk about Brewbitch. Let me pull up that picture. Maybe I failed. Maybe Did I took fail? a really bad picture. And you can't read it? That's very um, possible. I was trying to take a picture of uh, what ciders you had on tap for a particular <laughs> segment that we're going to have later. <laughs> I bet you I can get this to work, though. So I do know that uh, one of the main hops in Mother-in-Law is Simcoe, and that's my favorite hop. Oh, you have a favorite hop, I do have a favorite hop, and it's wonderfully delicious. uh, It's like an orgasm in your mouth. Yes, I did just say that. That's okay. I did say that it was caramely in my mouth, so <laughs> I should really be careful with these sound bites. Yes, they are recorded. And they, they are can going be used on in the, the internet. Okay, let's see. So, Brew Bitch is 6.2%. Okay. Mother in law, it says 8. Oh, that's probably the current, current batch is the 8%. The current batch is yeah. 8. Okay. So it does change just based on... I think I actually like... So I've stated this before. I am less of a hop person. Yeah. Uh, I lean more towards darker beers. But uh, I think I like the mother-in-law better than the brew bitch. So I... That's actually my my go-to beer when I want to have a good tasty drink. Um, also, the, the brew bitch, isn't that named after yeah, one so, of your brewers? So brew bitch is named after Justin... And he likes Star Trek, right? He, yeah, he likes Star Trek. He likes all thing geek. And uh, he's, he's cool. He, uh, the name comes from, because he started out like he started the out bottom ladder sweeping floors. Sweeping and the floor and just learned how to, how to just learn the business with the owner. And, um, you know, he's part of the family. And Now he's a brewer, right? Now he's, now he's so the he's second shift brewer. Gone yeah. from the bitch to the brewer. You want it? Yeah. Yeah, you can't really call a beer <laughs> brew brewer. So, brew brew bitch is our. I think well, the brew bitch is the flagship for sure. 
Considering I worked there, I should All right. do more of so that. So what stuff. did you pour here? This is very gold. I'm gonna guess Golden Warrior. This is the Golden Warrior. This is my favorite beer to drink with food. I see this one out uh, on tap in town a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of places keep this on tap. Yep, it's more mellow. It's easy drinking. Like I said before, it's kind of a lager style beer. And uh, it's... It's a very straightforward, nice kind of a... There's a gold. So Jeff made this beer specifically for his MMA friends when he was fighting MMA. Jeff is an intimidating guy sometimes. He's a big, burly beast. Yes, he is. <laughs> and uh, the reason why he made it was because he would go to these fights and all of his friends were drinking like Bud Light and Coors. And he's like, that's crap beer. Let's, I want, why don't you drink good beer? Give you some beer? real beer. And, she, and so he decided to make an easy drinking beer that everyone can enjoy. And this is what it is. And so the Golden Warrior is not to be confused with the beer that I used to drink when I started going to Valhall, which was the Golden Strong. No, Golden Strong is another seasonal. Should be out later this summer, hopefully. And that is a Belgian triple. Yes. That's probably my favorite type of beer, honestly. The triples? Triples. I yeah. love Belgian triples. Tripel. Well, maybe that'll have to be a tasting <laughs> segment next time. And Except I told you, if I ever get a hold of that 10-10-10 from Stone for the Vertical Epic, that one is also a tripel, So Yeah. Of course, if we do a triple tasting, you'll have to bring your husband to bring you home. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> Even on my way out the door today, he's playing Diablo right now because the Necromancer class just came out. Okay. And he was like, going somewhere with all those mason jars? What are you putting in those? And I was like, Beer. Beer. And he was like, you, uh, all right, baby, you do you, and uh, call me when you need a ride home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so next up, we have the Valkyrie Red. This is a hop-forward red. I don't know what the actual hop is in it or what it's made out of. Like I said, I'm not a brewer. We should have your tasting friend here to do that. Ooh. I'm very bad at identifying hops. A lot of hops, to me, are just hops. Um, I can differentiate like Citra and mm -hmm. Cascade. Okay. And then that's about as far as I get after that. All the hops are just bitter to me. I know we use Cascade in something. Everybody in Washington <laughs> uses Cascade in something. Exactly. It's just a really popular hop because it's very regional. Mm -hmm. So I started drinking reds, and started drinking craft beer on reds and browns, essentially, because they're the easiest drinking style beer. Sure. And... Every time you go to a restaurant, you're like, oh, red, yes, I'll try it. And you get it, and you're like, man, this is really boring. Like, I'm, I'm just not, ex like, you drink it, you drink it because you paid for it. You can't, like, turn it back in. I actually went to some place out in, I don't know, someplace out over Seattle, and I ordered a brown, and I was like, oh, I'll try the, it's a cool name, and the character on the description sheet looks pretty good, I'll, I'll try it. I got it, and I was like... I really don't want to drink this. <laughs> like, it's just not not good. So what I like about the Valkyrie Red is it's, it's a, a little, red. It's got a little hop in it. But it's got some flavor. I would say that it's a nicely balanced hop, though. Mm -hmm. Once again, not a punch-you-in-the-face hop. This is the kind of hop I would put at, like, a 1 on the on the punch-you-in-the-face scale. Oh, what was the punch-you-in-the-face scale for Mother? I would put Mother right about the same point as Brewbitch. Maybe it might sit at, like, a 1.5. I get less hop out of Mother-in-Law than I do from Brewbitch. Yeah, it's more of a, Mother's more of a malty yeah, style Yeah, kind beer. of caramely malty, mm -hmm. which is probably why I like it more. Mm -hmm. But the red, we're on the red now. Yeah, the red, 
if when I'm at the brewery and I just want a solid beer with some flavor and we don't have Dry Hop Warrior, which we'll get to, uh, this is what I usually drink because it's easy, easy going, has some good flavor, and the percentage isn't all that bad, which reminds me, what's the... Uh, the percentage, percentage on the Ridge Top Red? Of, Not Ridge Top, that's Silver City. I'm that's making a, that's shit up. That's a different up. brewery. That's a whole different brewery. Yeah. You said it's Valkyrie, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 6.8. Valkyrie Red. 6.8, yeah, see? 6. Super 8. mellow, easy drinking, good to go. We're going to save the black for last. So next up... We're saving the best for last. In my opinion. <laughs> uh, we're going to go with our Dry Hopped Warrior. So this is my favorite summertime beer that we make. started off as an accident, but now we make it permanently. I'm always interested Every, in the accidents. In the, in the, the brewing time. accidents. Yeah. Because uh, Bainbridge has that grapefruit IPA right now that apparently was an, an accident. accident. And now it's one of their best-selling beers. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's delicious. Yeah. Um, so this is a dry hop, you said. It is a dry hop. Do you know the difference between dry hopping and wet hopping? Well, let me ask you, do you know and you're going to school me on the answer? Depends. Do you feel like going to school? <laughs> Go for it. Because I, I have a, a idea and, a, and some of a kind of a knowledge between wet hop, dry hop, and regular hop, like regular hops in beer. But if you know the details, I'll let you do it. Okay. Alrighty, Dina, school me. All right. I'm just going to be honest. I talk a lot of talk sometimes. (laughs) I don't think I can do that. All right. So, wet hop. Wet hop means the hop is straight off the vine, usually in the fall when they're ready to go. Right. And you just take the hop and put it straight in the beer. Okay. There's no, you don't dry it, you don't freeze it, you don't mash it up into little pellets. It's just straight vegetation in the beer. Okay, and then dry hopping is when you add it at the end of your brew or for home brewers when you put it like in your secondary during fermentation to get more of your like florals. Yes, that's where you get your and smells your... And, and your um, your hits of flavor at the, at the back end. Okay. And then your regular hop is when you just take your hops and dump Throw it in Throw them your boil. in your boil. Yep, and then you're good to go. Let it bitter your beer. Yeah, okay. that's how you get the bitter. The wet is, if, if you guys have never had a wet hop, in the f- Somebody makes a Citra wet hop each year, and I don't remember who it is, but the bottle, the label on the bottle, so I do a lot of design, so like the label on that bottle jumps out at me because it's like this hop that looks like it's like dripping wet, Citra wet hop. I'm not, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the brand. I don't know. But, but let's, let's talk about the Dry Hop Warrior. There's a lot. So, s- so the Dry Hop Warrior, did we do the percentages on that yet? I can pull it up. Ooh, that tastes good. Anyways, the Dry Hop Warrior is same color, consistency as the regular Golden Warrior. However, it is dry hopped at the end, so it adds a little bit more hoppy punch flavor, and it gives it a little bit better smell. It's a five and a half percent. So easy. that's a nice, easy summer drinking yeah. kind of beer. Barbecue it, have a couple of those, get a growler, have a couple of those... Yeah. That's nice. I like that. When anybody puts like hop in the name, I expect I'm going to hate it. A punching uh, in the face. A five. punching in the face yeah. kind of hop. But no, this is very much like a like a one, a well, level one, maybe a level two hop. It's mostly like the nice floral at the end. And Well, so, I mean, honestly, I think Brubitsch is probably closer to a three for hop profile. 
Not a, Maybe. Not a... The scale is still under development. <laughs> we just figured it out while recording. So it's probably completely wrong. Mm. And then mother, I'd say, is two and a half to three equivalent. And then golden is probably like one and a half for the hop profile. Um, it is a very low profile. And hop. then red, I'd say, is probably one and a half, two as well, just because you get I didn't flavor. Really get, I didn't really get a lot of hop out of the red. It was well, a very malty kind of caramel. Well, what's interesting about that, though, is so people who drink craft beer and enjoy a variety of different beers will say that none of these are like overly hoppy. Mm-hmm. But you give it, you give Brubitsch or even the Hop Warrior to someone who doesn't drink craft beer. Right. They think it tastes like pine needles. And they're just like, oh my God, what is this? You know? And so. It's really funny. I have a friend that you know who comes to the brewery with me a lot and he didn't drink craft beer when I met him. Mm-hmm. I taught him to drink craft beer because I could not tolerate what he was bringing into my presence. <laughs> um, and I gave him every beer under the sun I could think of and I saved IPAs and hopped beers oh, for last because I didn't want him to like them. I wanted him to like the beers that I liked. Well, he's your, he's your drinking husband. He's my drinking husband, yes. I'm not married to him, but I do drink the beers with him. He works at a brewery, too. Maybe we can get him in. He does work at a brewery, and he actually brews. He does. So so I'm responsible for that. You're welcome. Yeah, there you go. So we just cracked our British Black. British Black is a porter-style beer. However, we put it on nitrous. I was going to say, I would have dubbed it a stout because of how kind of smooth and mouthfeely it is, but that's the nitro that does that's that. That's the nitro that does that, yeah. So the British Black is 5.8%. This is my end of the night beer. So you've been drinking for a few hours and you're like, man, I just want one more beer. British Black. It just smells roasty. It, it, it makes me happy. Yeah, it, it just is a very, uh, very malty, smooth, very easy style drinking beer. I think um, the only Valhall beer that I like more than the British Black is one that we don't have here. And that's got to be the Stouty. Stouty. It's a high percentage on the Stouty, though. That one's fancy. There's all sorts of crazy stuff in there. I can't, I can't even name off the list. Really? There's like, there's like <clears throat> brown sugar and just all sorts of... Yeah, it's it's a heavy, heavy, full-bodied... You only need one. Yeah, the first time I ever <laughs> met the Stouty, I was in at Val Hall, like, right after they first opened, came with a friend, was hanging around Paul's Bow, and I was like, what's that? I want that. Well, and it that was all I could drink, and I still had to go and like walk around downtown after. So we have <laughs> our our normal stout, which is stouty, and then we have our stouty stouterson. Maybe that's what which I is had. The one then. you're talking about, yeah. Stouty stouterson is our high profile, in your face competition style beer. It's delicious. Yeah, it's super good. So. On a similar note, if you've noticed, Ruby has stopped screaming. And that's because... Uh, she went with Mama. She went with Mama uh, to a friend's house because my wife didn't want to sit here and listen to me and Dina talk about beer. <laughs> so she's like, I'm taking the baby. It's not everybody's favorite <laughs> hobby. I'm taking the baby and going to a friend's house. <clears throat> so that's why Ruby is not present currently. So everyone who is wishing you could hear Ruby squeak and squeal throughout the podcast. Here's what you do, John. Go back and and isolate some of the noises and just like (laughs) drop them in behind us while we're tasting beer. Mm. That sounds like a good idea. Now that we're kind of finishing up the tasting, I do have a list of 
news. Some events, some news, some chatting points. Okay. Hit and me. Uh, you brought this up. What the fuck is Zima? Zima? Yeah, didn't you bring this up this week? You mean like the the malt liquor? Yeah. From like 1990 Zima? Yeah. Have you never heard of it? No. And all of a sudden it's like in grocery stores and like they brought it back. breweries are posting, we have Zima. And I'm like, what the fuck is Zima? I don't think Zima? breweries are posting. Slippery Pig has it. That's because they're a bar. Oh, that's true. They're a that's bar. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Slippery Pig is a brewery, but they are a bar also. So Zima, as far as I know, it's a malt liquor that was created freaking 20 years ago <laughs> as like, it's kind of like a Michelob light. Super low calorie, super light, clear drink. And I didn't talk to you about Zima. Somebody I don't know where did. you picked it up. I don't know where I got it from then. I thought, what either way, what in the world? Uh, <clears throat> the Washington Beer Awards happened. Do we have any? We do. Okay. I made a little list. Uh, so from the peninsula, the people that got awards were Silver City, Sound Brewing, Bainbridge, Cash, Rainy Days, and Wet Coast. I think we forgot to send ours in, actually. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Silver City and Sound Clean House, they yeah, each they, won like four medals each. They, they do. And then Bainbridge's one medal that they got was for... The grapefruit. Oh, nice. The windfall. Good. Which is awesome. Good for them. So that makes, for the kids at Peninsula, four, eight, nine, ten. And this is all 16. Of, 16 medals for our breweries here. All in the, of Washington? In the in the Washington Beer Festival, so. But is that a Northwest, like, Seattle area festival? Or is it, can people from Spokane and, like, Elysian, or not Elysian, but Iron Horse and... Spokane breweries. So I don't know exactly how many entered. I know that the event happened in Seattle, okay. Marymore Park. Um, and I did see a lot of familiar names on there, like Black Raven Brewing, which okay. they're in Redmond. Okay. Um, Ghostfish took a couple, Good. which is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I am actually gluten intolerant. Not celiac, but gluten intolerant, um, which was heartbreaking to find out and then was lovely to discover that Ghostfish has lots of beer that I can drink. So they warm my heart. Ghostfish is all gluten-free. All gluten-free, yeah. even their menu. So yeah. when I went in there, I was like, all right, tell me what I can and can't have. Everything. And the waitress like leaned down over the table and she was like, you can have it all. And I was like, all of it? All of it? There's pizza on this menu. Like, yeah. it was exciting. They need to open a second location. Well, they're not far. If you if you take this the ferry over, you can walk to them. That's for us, that's still like a thirty minute drive, plus a thirty minute ferry that's just true. to go get a beer and some food. That's true. <laughs> but it won't make me sick, which is every bit worth it. There you go. All right. So, calendar of events: the Volkswagen Social that Hilo's hosts every year in Bremerton okay. is now including Hales since they have their barrel house next door. Okay. So if you like uh, VW bugs and buses and hippies and delicious breakfast and beer, then that's the place to be. Did you ever play uh, Slug Bug as a kid? Hold on, I gotta say the date or else we'll lose the date. Okay. That's gonna be on July 8th. And yes, I absolutely, absolutely did play Slug Bug. So if as you a go kid. to that event and play Slug Bug, oh, you're gonna get the you're, shit punched out of your You're gonna hurt so bad. <laughs> Uh, Seven Seas has their 8th anniversary party on 
July 8th, which is 7-8. 7 C's 8th anniversary on 7-8. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Probably. It seems like it's going to be a big, giant party. Like, they're advertising that they're going to have a... What are those acrobats that do things up on the air in the silk that hangs? Acrobats? I mean, they're acrobats, <laughs> but I feel like there's probably a specialty name for that. That uh, sounds pretty cool. Curtain dancing? Curtain dancing. I don't think that's it. That sounds demeaning. <laughs> Um, Slippery Pig is launching a bottling club. They're going to start bottling some of their interesting beers, and you can join that like a founder's club. Mm-hmm. Also, they got a new menu, okay. so a whole new menu over there at that brewery. The Bremerton Brewfest is going to be July 14th and 15th, and this year I am not going to vomit. <laughs> Unlike last year. Yes. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> last year... Uh, I, I unfortunately didn't get to hang out with Dina or um, one of our other coworkers, uh, and they enjoy the wash the Bremerton Beer Fest tremendously, and they show up on a boat and they just party for three solid days, and Dina happened to show up and go party with them one day, and as a side had- note, this is this is before we figured out that I was gluten intolerant, so I had been drinking all day, and inadvertently making my stomach sick. So I suspect that that was a large part of what went into it. Just, just to defend myself a little. Excuses. You just got shmammered. It's. I did get a little shmammered. It happens. Those tequila shots will creep up on you. They will. I don't recommend drinking tequila. All right. So that's a Bremerton beer fest. What's what's next? (laughs) Um, I have a little schedule here that's more about the regular things that happen around town. Some of that that I wanted to shout out to. So, Fantastic Books and Where to Find Them is the Liberty Bay Book Club that happens in Bremerton at Lovecraft. Okay. So, that one's going to have their second meeting on July 27th, if you want to go and do that. Uh, Everybody hosts a variety of things with paints and pints, pinball tournaments, trivia nights, taco Tuesdays, wing Wednesdays. All of those happen, like, every week. Mm -hmm. I frequent them more than I should. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, so I do have a list of some of these here. So every Wednesday, Terbloken has Wing Wednesday and Hale's Barrel House uh, encourages people to bring wings in for a potluck, okay. which is nice. Uh, Taco Tuesday is if you go to El Balcone in downtown Bremerton and get their tacos, which are cheap. You can then walk over to the Dog Days Brewery and get a discount on your beer. There you go. Which is wonderful. Uh, Terbloken insists on serving tacos on Thursday. Taco Thursday. Taco Thursday. Hey, good for them. All right. I mean, I eat them. Yeah, they have a full restaurant. They do. Yeah. They have a whole restaurant. Um, pinball tournaments. I don't know what the what the deal is with Someone the pinball machines. Someone buy pinball machines. So this is like a, I won't say a plague because that would be like a negative connotation, but this has spread now throughout the whole peninsula. I don't get pinball. <clears throat> I could see foosball where you actually have people competing, but pinball is just hitting buttons and... I guess there's Stuff. a sport to it. Okay. I'm not sure. I, don't, I, don't I feel know. like it started when another castle opened, which is the uh, the barcade in downtown Bremerton, mm-hmm. and they had a ton of pinball machines. And ever since then, the little breweries have just been like, oh, guess I what? We have pinball now. I need a pinball we machine. have pinball now. We yeah. have pinball now. I guess it's the new form of uh, dart, darts. Darts. That's are cool. exactly what yeah. I think is going on. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote down for pinballs. Uh, Sundays they have a tournament at another castle. Mondays they do it at Dog Days. And then Slaughter County does uh, the pinball league on Friday and then their own brewery tournament on Sunday. Nice. So it's a lot of pinball. 
paints and pints happen kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. and there's more than one person running these. I could only find one today. So if you're the other person, feel free to tell me, and I'll plug for you too. Um, and it looks like Slaughter County and Dog Days are alternating throughout July, and they're going to be doing fireworks, coral reefs, blackbirds, and anchors. Okay. So if you want to do any of those at a paint and pint, you can get online and pull it up and buy the tickets from a nice. Rimbert Illustrations. Anything else? I have a couple stuff. Go for it. So Paul's Bow has their big 3rd of July fireworks show. And that starts in the evening and goes until whenever the fireworks are over. I think it starts around 9 or 10, probably 10. That's what it's been in the past. And they do a big fireworks show out over the water. You just show up downtown Paul's Bow, sit in the grass, watch the fireworks. It's, it's fun. One year... Me and a buddy decided to fill water bottles with gin and tonics. And we Lasers, babies, and gin. Yes, and we just kind of walked around and drank gin and tonics all day and watched fireworks. It was, it was a blast. So nice. Much fun. Um, then Kingston has their 4th of July celebration as well on the 4th of July. I think it's an all-day event. They have tents and activities and stuff set up throughout, the, throughout Kingston, so go check that out. And then on August 5th, it's not local, but it sounds awesome. There's the Tater Tots and Beer Festival. I would go to that festival. I, I did click interested on Facebook. <laughs> I did. And it is uh, over in Seattle, Jefferson Park out of Beacon Avenue. So if you are in the area and like Tater Tots and like beer, you can't go wrong I with mean, that I mean, I might even travel for that. Exactly, right? If the tots are good enough. They're Tater Tots. Oh, if you don't know, there are differing levels of quality in tots. Well, there are. There's you... a tot lifestyle. If you call them tater tots, you're not about that tot lifestyle. It's tots. Okay, that's ridiculous. See, then you've never been in. <laughs> I just like tater tots. That's all. <laughs> I just like tater tots. What um, else you got? A couple of things with the new breweries that we're still waiting for. Uh, in Bremerton, Bad Bulldogs applied for their liquor license. They put up their sign. They're making beer now. Nice. And then, Are they uh, open to the public yet? No, they've just applied for the license. Right. I don't think they've opened any doors yet. And then Western Red actually posted a really neat video on their Facebook, and it's a time lapse of them building up. Building, nice. building up and installing tanks and doing all that kind of stuff. They can't be far away now. They've got tanks in. So. Yeah, it's supposed to be later this year, early next year for open to public. So that'll be good. Fox Island has been uh, branching out. By the time this comes out, you won't be able to go. They had a tap takeover at Finholmes in Gig Harbor. So I think that they're trying to get off the island yeah. and get their beer a little further out. It's a good idea. So that's worth looking for if for you sure. can see them. What else? Want to see? Let's check the list. Well, you know what we haven't done yet? Are you going to mention Whaling Days? No. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to sing you a song. Are you ready? <laughs> what? Okay. Go for it. Where in the world is Bushel and Barrel. All right, folks, it's the Bushel and Barrel segment. All right, so where in the world is Bushel and Barrel today? It's a good question. So I poked around. There was an official announcement that Bent Bine, which mm-hmm. is the new brewery down in Belfair, is got Bushel and Barrel on tap. Okay. Didn't say which one, but they're there. Okay. And then I was in your brewery today, mm-hmm. and Val Hall has on two Bushel and Barrels. We normally have one or two always. I don't know what, what it is currently. That's okay. I can tell you because I took a picture. Dun, 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 
Um, Crayon orange. And then because my picture is blurry, something else I can't make out. <laughs> but there's two. There is two. <laughs> One is definitely crayon orange. The other, I can't read this picture because I'm a bad person. But uh, the opposite of a bad person is a, a good cider. So go and drink bushel and barrel. It's Very delicious. Good. Yes, for sure. I think. Oh, I found a girl on Instagram. Okay. Uh, who posts pictures of her cats with her beer bottles when she drinks craft beer. You mentioned that, yes. It's adorable. Sometimes the cats even lick the bottle. Uh, our cat will sometimes drink, like lick the rim of my glass. Really? If I have beer in it, yeah. That's so funny. Cats and beer. Who I knew there was a cross section? I don't drink out of that side of the glass after. <laughs> but he likes whiskey as well as beer. So... Oh, I think I've got one last thing I want to talk about on a serious note. Boom. The Washington Beer Craft Beer Stamp. Have you heard about this? No. So apparently, it's a program being developed by Washington Beer, who's the same people who do the Big Beer Awards and all that kind of stuff. And they're developing like a, a logo or a stamp that breweries can put on their bottles or their tap handles. And it's to certify that they are a... Privately owned, small business, 100% craft brewery. Okay. So that in cases like Elysian, Elysian or whoever, I mean, they're not the only one. Um, you, you don't get caught up in, oh, this is a craft brewery and you think it's a craft brewery and you think you're supporting local business and you're not. Yeah. So you can look for this symbol and then actually make your decisions based on that. I saved the criteria for it. And the criteria doesn't seem crazy. It seems like exactly well, what it should be. Well, so craft beer... Is in is the requirement one of the requirements is you can only make so much beer. Yeah. If you make more than that, you're no longer a craft brewery, you're a big brewery. Yeah, so the definition here says they must be small, annual production of six million barrels of beer or less. Six million? Mm-hmm. Approximately three percent of the annual US beer sales. So six million barrels? You must do less than six million barrels of beer a year. That's I'm taking it straight off of their website. They must have a wider range than like... Well, it makes me wonder about like Stone. They're not craft anymore. (laughs) Sam Adams... I mean, they're privately owned. Well, yeah, but Sam Adams isn't craft. They're too big. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to make that argument. So that's that's one of the 10. Independent, less than 25% of the uh, brewery is owned or controlled by a beverage alcohol industry member that is not itself a craft brewer. Okay. And then a traditional, which is a brewer that has a majority of its own total beverage alcohol volume in beers whose flavor derives from traditional or innovative brewing ingredients and their fermentation. Uh, Flavored malt beverages do not count. Hmm. Okay. You must have an active license to brew beer in the United States. Duh. Did you know there's only like 3,000 to 4,000 breweries in the entire United States? I think, well, our perspective is skewed because obviously you live in Paulsbo where... You have what, five? Soon to be five. Soon to be five. But there's like only three to four thousand in the entire country. That just, well, then they're divided up unevenly. They are. It's usually West Coast, East Coast, and then there's some big ones in the middle. Well, you know, I went to uh, meet my in-laws. And when we went to, it was either Georgia or Virginia. And I feel like it was Georgia. Um, where they still have laws on the books where brewers cannot make and sell 
their beer on premises. So if you want to be a craft brewer, you can't. You can make it, but you can't sell it in your craft room, your in your tap room. So a lot of people are choosing to cross the state line and brew just on the other side of the state line and then distribute into the state because that's how you make money that's making ridiculous. beer in that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's like 1930s prohibition rules. It's like, really, people? Yeah, grow up. It's beer. Don't it you want beer. more of it? Yeah, for sure. I think that's all we got today. Yeah, I think that's all we've got. So thank you to Val Hall. Yes, for providing the beer. It, it was, was delicious. Good. All right. Adios. Bye. Remember, beer is not for babies. Do not operate lasers or heavy machinery under the influence of alcohol. And And please, please, listen listen responsibly.